Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a show where we talk all about spiritual and psychic awakening, magic, the shift from 3D to 5D, star seeds, ascension, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, the universe, the multiverse, the Akashic records, all the good things. I am your host, Amy Belair, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Okay, let's do this. Hi, my beautiful friends. Welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. Okay, I have a really good episode for you today. If I do say so myself, it was recorded by myself just now, and I'm pretty proud of the way that it turned out. It's all about oh, the intensity and the density of being here, but how to work through it, how to get past our blocks and to access the higher dimensions of consciousness. I trust that you're going to find something in it that is helpful for you. Hopefully the whole fucking thing is helpful for you, honestly. But first, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Alex Theory. I have been listening to music by Alex Theory lately and my meditations, and it really helps me to drop in. All of his songs are tuned to the Schumann resonance and use sound healing frequencies. My personal favorite is Lotus Kiss. It's so good. William and I listen to it all the time. I just, honestly, I can't get enough of that track. But he also just released a new one called The Infinite Ohm that was released on the full moon in Pisces. So it's just brand new. And it is him and 12 other people chanting Ohm inside the king's chamber, inside the great pyramid. And it's fucking cosmic. Be sure to go and follow him on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you listen to music and listen to Lotus Kiss and the Infinite Ohm. That's Alex Theory and you will not regret it. Also, now that I finished recording my episode, I want to let you know that if you enjoy this episode and you're like, I want to go deeper, what are my options? let me tell you. I mean, obviously, aside from the Patreon, there is Into the Akasha, which is my program that takes you through the process of accessing the Akashic records. There is my program, Who the Fuck Am I? Both of those are available in my store, I'm pretty sure. Definitely Who the Fuck Am I is available in my store. And it's about like the multiple dimensions and accessing them and what any of this means. And like our our archetypes, our galactic slash starseed selves, the angelic realm, all that stuff. It's very, very, very comprehensive for anybody who's going through a spiritual awakening. And then I talk towards the end of the episode about some like bigger, deeper live programs that you can go through with me. But I just wanted to mention those two and highlight them because if you are like, I want to go into this, but I'm not ready to go like to do a live program. Like really, who the fuck am I is very good. And Into the Akasha is super, super good. And I do not mind saying that about something that I created because I promise you, I put all of myself, like I just pour myself into the things that I create for you because I freaking love you. Anyway, without any further ado, check out the episode. Beautiful friends, welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. Okay, I am going to try and do something today that, as I sit here, (laughs) starting this podcast, I'm like, shit, am I biting off more than I can chew? 
whatever. We'll see. I, I'm just going to try it. Basically, what I'm going to try to do is walk us all through a process that takes us through the 5D portal that actually allows us to move through the blockages that we experience from our human ego perspectives and connect into the 5D heart space. I was going to go all the way up to 12D. We'll see what happens. But I stopped taking notes at the 5D space because I felt like maybe that's just enough for everyone. And I'm doing this because I'm aware that a lot of people feel so blocked. Like there's just, there are limiting beliefs. There are traumas. There is like mental chatter. Basically, it's all trauma responses. So many of us are running on ongoing trauma responses and we just feel like low-key to high-key shit all the time. And that makes it so that like we can't even tap into the potentials that are available to us through our you know, incredible manifestational powers. We can't tap into our future selves. We can't hear our spirit guides. We can't, you know, connect with our galactic aspects, et cetera, et cetera, because there's so much fucking density and knotted darkness in the lower dimensions and the lower chakras. So in case you were not aware, the chakras kind of correspond to the dimensions of consciousness. If you're new to the chakra world, then, you know, maybe you don't know that. If you have been doing this for a while, you're like, duh, Amy, <laughs> old news. But we store a lot of trauma in our lower chakras. We have, I have found there's these sessions that I do. I don't do them very often, but I really enjoy them. They're called multidimensional holographic matrix repatterning sessions. Yes, that is what I was told by the beings that I work with that I'm supposed to call it. What a mouthful, hey? But anyway, where I go into people's soul blueprint matrix and clean things out, and I'm almost always exclusively working with the chakras because there's so much trauma in the friggin' chakras. <clears throat> but a lot of it, the densest parts of it, tend to be found in the lower three chakras. So, so we're going to go through a little process here to clear them out. Now, you don't need to be meditating to do this. This is going to be an informational, like I'm telling you how to do the process. You just do it later on your own time. Walk yourself through it. And for the Patreon, I'm going to create a meditation that you can actually listen to. Okay? All right? Are you ready? Let's do this. Okay. So, I'm going to invent a hypothetical scenario of trauma so that we have a good concrete example because I know a lot of this stuff can sound kind of abstract and heady and it's a little bit like, okay, cool, Amy, but... How do I apply it to my actual lived experience? So let's say I'm, I'm just going to use a kind of a dramatic example, but I want to give the caveat first that we all have trauma, my friends. We all have trauma. If you had a good childhood and so you think that you don't have trauma, you're probably wrong. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want to say like, you're wrong. 
<laughs> Although I feel like you're, yeah, you're probably wrong, but I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but just the experience of being alive is traumatic. Okay. Before I can go into this scenario, let me, let me just paint the picture. Okay. Imagine yourself as a little unborn baby. They call them a fetus. I don't like that word. It sounds so weird. Why is it fetus? And in British and Canadian English, maybe also Australian, New Zealand English, I don't know. It's foetus. It's like F-O-E-T-U-S. Foetus. Foetus. Fetus. Whatever. Anyway, what a weird word. But you're a little unborn baby. You're in a womb and you are growing your body and you are beginning to merge your consciousness with the avatar that you are growing. Imagine how thin your skin is. It's like translucent. You're so delicate. You're so fucking miraculous. Imagine yourself as like a little six or seven months, you know, of pregnancy fetus. You know, you look like a human at this point. You no longer look like a chicken embryo. You are, you look like a human. You have fingers. You have toes. You have little elbows and knees. You have a nose. You have eyes. You have eyelashes and eyebrows. You have earlobes. You have lips. You're so beautiful. So beautiful. Your eyes are starting to open. Even though you're in a dark environment, you can open your eyelids. And you're in there in kind of a little bit of a dream state. You're not really your body yet. You're coming and going, merging into your body and feeling what it's like to contain all that you are in this, this little miraculous avatar. And then you're kind of like, all right, that's not, I got to get out of here. <laughs> you're, but you're always hovering close to your body. You're still, you are attached because it is, you are the one that is driving the creation of this new avatar. You're having these kind of like dreams. You're very much in the astral realm. You're surrounded by fluid. And you hear your mother's heartbeat. And maybe you are lucky. And things are the way that they should be. Meaning that your parents are together, or at very least, they have a good relationship. And they love you, and they want you, and you were conceived out of a love that they share between the two of them. And I know that is not the case for the majority of us. So maybe you are gestating in a mother who is supported by a father that is so excited 
for your arrival. And he's so proud. He's proud when he looks at his partner. He's proud that she has chosen him and he has chosen her. And he's proud that you are coming. And your mother feels that love and she feels excited and she feels quiet and inward and connected to you. And she talks to you and she rubs her belly and she eats foods that will support your growth. Maybe that's your situation. Or maybe your situation is that your mother is not planning to get pregnant. Or she really wanted you. She really wants you. But she's not with the right partner. And she's not in a good situation. And so she has stress, chemicals coursing through her body, passing through the placenta, you know, circulating through the umbilical cord and flooding your little body as it creates itself. And her heartbeat is fast and her vocal cords are high pitched because she's in a state of fight, flight, or freeze frequently. And you feel stress all the time, even though your little body has no context for it. And neither does your mind. Like the thing is that the soul has a context for it. But when the soul merges with the human body, it focuses into a new, it's not a really a blank slate, but it's like a new I don't know how to describe it. It's like we retain our memories, but we also, as a soul, I mean, our soul retains its memories, but it's like some of those memories need to be cleared away. Like, you know, we don't have, even if we remember, even if we do have a context and, and we're like, oh, you know, I can observe from outside of this gestating avatar that I am becoming that my mother is stressed out and that it is not personal to me, there is still, it still embeds itself in our nervous system that is developing and in our cells, in our body. And it starts to formulate the new context that we are creating about ourselves in this new experience. Or maybe your mother doesn't want you. Maybe she does not want to be pregnant. Maybe she never wanted to be pregnant. Or maybe she doesn't want to be pregnant again. Maybe she's heavily traumatized. And so you are just eating and bathing in an environment where you know that you are being rejected before you're even born. That's how your avatar is being created. And that's how this new incarnation experience, this new context, this new identity, that is its foundation. That's hard enough. Then let's imagine the process of your birth. 
For many of us, it's in a hospital. It's so hard to go into this. It's so like, I don't even want to go there. It's, it's hard. Basically, even if you're gestating in an environment where you are rejected, you're still shielded and sheltered from the fucking intensity of this world. You know, like even if your mother doesn't want you, you're still in the womb. And so her body is filtering out so much of the frequencies and the, the stimulus of what it means to be alive here, born into the false matrix hijacking system. And then, you know, I, I won't go deeply into the birth process because oh, that's a whole, I could do like an entire season of the podcast just talking about that. But let's just say that for most of us, the birth process is suboptimal. Our mothers are injured. Their power is injured. It is thwarted at the time of the birth. They are... The Healthcare providers come in and take over. And so she is not birthing you in her power. She, she feels small and scared and helpless, not in control. Like imagine the amount of pain that a woman feels while she's in labor and the panic in her body when she knows that she is not the decision maker, she is not in control, that they're she can't defend herself. She can't fight. She can barely use her voice because it's so intense. And there are people who she doesn't know that are making decisions about her body, about like, I don't mean her body, like from a like, my body, my choice. I mean, like putting things in her veins, cutting her vagina open, deciding that she's going to have a C-section, putting forceps in her vagina to pull a baby out by the head. Like that's the reality of the way we birth in the medical system, most, most of us. So, so imagine now being in this process where you are supposed to emerge and you are being pummeled with <sighs> intense stress hormones and fear frequencies and, and, constriction and tightness and then however you make it through either the birth canal or through the incision of the cesarean section all of a sudden you are taken out of that environment or you are expelled from that environment where you at least were shielded from the frequencies of this world you were mediating everything through your mother and and you're now out in the world on your own and you're surrounded by cold air, bright lights, weird voices, people with gloves, people's trauma, people's stubborn, ego-based, limited perceptions, and you're 
helpless. You can't move. You can't, like, you can't do anything. You can't advocate for yourself. You're so helpless. And let's say they're like, oh, this is not breathing fast enough. We've got to, suddenly they're, you know, you've been living off your mother's circulation and they clamp and cut the cord and take you over to the warmer and start shoving shit down your throat and suctioning things out of you and forcing air in your lungs. And I want to say, sometimes resuscitations are necessary, okay? I've participated in resuscitations that have to happen, all right? I'm not saying that, you know, this is all just like false matrix stuff. It's like 99.9999999% false matrix stuff. But my point is, what I'm trying to illustrate is that we all have trauma, okay? Just by virtue of being born into this world. Even I'm sure William has trauma. And I shared with you his birth where I had no healthcare providers. I did it by myself. I caught my own baby. I have the best birth. Like, oh God, my memories around that birth are just incredible. I love them. And he came out and I just got to hold him and love him. And, you know, he didn't have to get tested or poked or prodded or taken away from me by anyone. It was just me and him, you know, attached until it was time to unattach him. And I'm sure that for him, the process of passing into this world and being so psychically open and so like delicate and, and raw and new to the world with no filtration system yet. Like we don't have our calluses built up yet when we're born. And we just, we can probably feel everything. Like can feel the neighbors. We can feel the cat. We can feel the, you know, like there's, <sighs> I'm just trying to say like, we all have trauma. We all have trauma. But I'm going to walk us through a process. I'm going to use a different scenario, and it doesn't have to be this way for you. Your scenario, your trauma does not have to be this overt in the example I'm going to use for this to apply to you, okay? We all have trauma. I'm just going to use one that's kind of easy to identify as trauma. So let's say that a child grows up with abusive parents. And that child grows up and develops a lot of trauma in their nervous system, in their body, in their perception of self, in their perception of the world. And here I am talking about 12D consciousness, and it can feel so inaccessible. Because it's like, I can't even, like, I feel like I am white knuckling to get through every day. Or I've figured out how to survive in this world, but it's like, you know, live and let die. Because I, I've, like, I got to do what I got to do to survive, right? That's just the reality for almost everybody in this world. And yet you have a birthright. Your birthright is to work through that trauma, liberate yourself from the false matrix, liberate yourself from the karmic hell loops of continuous repeat cycling here over and over and over again in an unconscious way. You have a birthright to access the 5D heart portal and all the multiple dimensions that you already exist in. You have a birthright to be able to experience this world through 5D consciousness, 12D consciousness, 
to be able to manifest and create in all the power that you actually are. You have a birthright to connect with your spirit guides. You have a birthright to remember all the aspects of yourself. So, so this child grows up into an adult and, you know, finds my podcast and is listening and is like, wow, I love this podcast. I'm going through a spiritual awakening. I really want to do this. I, I really want to pursue this, but I have so much trauma. I feel so blocked. I feel so confused. I, I don't know. Like when I try to meditate, I just have so much mental chatter. I don't even want to meditate because the idea of sitting still with my thoughts feels excruciating. Or when I try to do some guided meditations on YouTube to connect with my spirit guides, it's like, I don't know, I'm not getting anything. There must be something wrong with me. Or I think I'm getting something, but how do I even know it's real? So we have to work through these blocks. And I believe that it's it's like both hard and not hard at the same time. The hard part is that it's a deeply entrenched and practiced pattern. And so that means that we constantly have to work at like eroding it. You know, I'm really connected to the elements lately. So it's kind of like water eroding or smoothing the edges of rocks or you could also choose the element of wind and, you know, wind being able to similarly like sculpt landscapes. The water doesn't do it in one fell swoop, in one torrential flood. It does it through the repeated lapping motion of the waves over and over and over and over and over. And it's the same with the wind. So that's the part that's hard is that we just like, when we feel like shit, we want it to be gone like now, like get rid of it now. I don't want to feel this way anymore. But it's also easy insofar as when you can expand your consciousness, you get to a point where you understand that none of this actually has anything to do with you and you don't have to hold it anymore. You get to just let it go. And The process that I'm talking about, though, is not spiritual bypassing. I know Abraham Hicks, I think that's really where the spiritual bypassing thing got born, like all the, you know, the angst about spiritual bypassing, is that Abraham Hicks, one of their, their slash her, I don't know how to refer, I don't know what pronoun to use, one of their guidance pieces is to just not think about it. And I understand what they're saying. They're saying that If you don't keep throwing fuel on the fire, eventually the fire will go out. But sometimes we actually have to look at what's there. And Abraham Hicks does say that. Like, I've listened to so many Abraham Hicks videos. I don't really do it anymore. It was like about seven years ago, totally changed my life. Highly recommend them if you haven't gone down that path yet. So if you are a student of Abraham Hicks, you know that they're not saying, just don't think about it's that easy, but that's how people can take it. So this is a process that is the opposite of spiritual bypassing, okay? So we have a block. The block is 
based on trauma from this life, which is probably a like there's probably also the compounding of lineage trauma, which means like direct, like in the recent generations, like, you know, one, two, three, four, five generations back, let's just say, ancestral trauma, which is farther back. And then there is also collective trauma. And then there is also our past life trauma. So there's a lot of trauma. And we don't need to always know every single piece of that trauma in order to move through the blockage. It can help, but it's not necessarily necessary. This is why the Akashic Records are brilliant, because it really helps to give insight to the sort of origin points of those traumas without lingering there. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So I'm going to walk us through the first five dimensions and how we can use it to unstick what is stuck within ourselves. So the first dimension of consciousness is the I am statement. Now, when I say the first dimension of consciousness, I what I mean on a greater, grander scale is source. It's like the like source says, I am blank. I am light. Okay, let's just say that's what source said. I think source in this universe, possibly multiverse, said I am love, but whatever. It could be I am light. That's what I mean when I say the first dimension of consciousness, but we are all microcosmic fractals of the source consciousness. So we get to apply the same thing to ourselves. So using the first dimension of consciousness, you would say, I am. And then what is it? Maybe it's, I am a fucking loser, right? Because we're talking about blocks here. I mean, I know I've thought that about myself. I used to think that on repeat in my 20s. It was just brutal. I'm a fucking loser. So name it. The, this, is, this is what I mean about not spiritually bypassing. It's like, yes, we can just stop thinking those thoughts and focus on something more pleasant instead, but also, there is the opportunity to just look at it and witness it, like just acknowledge that it's there. So when you say, but like with consciousness, right? Because there's a difference between repeatedly looping this thought, I'm a fucking loser, and having it run the show from like a semi-conscious place where you're saying it to yourself, but you're not doing it with intention. You're just, this is just what you're saying. Then you're holding yourself in this block. But if you decide to follow me in this process and you say, like, even better if you journal it, but, you know, whatever, to each their own. But if you say, I am, and then just leave a space for the thing to come up, the part, we're not working on fixing everything with this process in one go. We are fixing it, you know, a piece at a time. But the thing is that it, it's, it makes a difference. Like you can look at it and say like, oh my God, Amy, I'm so screwed up inside. 
I can't do this one piece at a time. Like I need to move faster. But this is how quantum leaps happen is that you do it for one thing and then you do it for a second thing and you do it for a third thing you do it for a fourth thing you do it for a fifth thing. And then all of a sudden, like the sixth time or the seventh time, whatever, like whatever number, don't get hung up on the numbers. But at some point after you've repeated it a few times, the next time you do it, it's like a bigger piece of the picture comes through and you clear a bigger thing and you then take a quantum leap up, you know, to a whole other step. Like it's like you skip a couple steps. You take three steps in one and then you repeat it again and it gets easier and so much faster. So this is how quantum leaps are created. People love to think that quantum leaps just happen like, oh my God, I just, I just quantum leaped. No, everything is a process here. Everything is something that we are choosing and we are repeating and we are applying. It's a process. And the, the effects of those, those choices and the application of those processes, they produce incremental results and we keep doing it and it compounds, like it builds up and builds up and builds up. And then all of a sudden it hits that like threshold of kind of a hundred monkey effect that I referred to where all of a sudden it's like, whoa. Now it's so much faster. It's so much easier. Like a bunch of shit gets cleared at once. Okay. So just, just trust me here. I love you. I'm giving this information because I love you and I believe in you. And I don't want you to be needlessly blocked anymore. So what we're going to say is I am, and then like create a space for the thing to come through. In my hypothetical example, it's I am a fucking loser. And then the next step, the second dimension of consciousness is, is the, the dimension of polarities where there's like two different things and they have a relationship to each other. So, you know, in the grand, whatever, like source version of this, it's like if source says in the first dimension of consciousness, I am light, then in the second dimension is like, I am light and I am dark because how do I know I am light if I have no thing <laughs> to be in relationship with to define the light, you know? So then you would say, I am a fucking loser in relationship to what? And there is no right answer. There is just whatever comes through. Just trust your mind is ready to... Your mind is ready to let go of this stuff. It just needs your cooperation. So let's say I'm a fucking loser in relationship to my sister, who is always the golden child, has the stupid perfect husband and the stupid perfect kids and the stupid perfect job. And like, I am always the black sheep. I'm always a fucking loser. doesn't have to be true like uh, as an objective you know like universal truth it just has to be a reflection of what's actually going on inside of you it's true on that level so then the third dimension of consciousness is where there is how do i put it succinctly so there let's go back to the universal you know, multiversal source level of this. It's like, I am dark. Oh no, sorry, I am light. And I am light in relationship to the dark. And then 
a third perspective is created because that third perspective is what gets to look at the light and look at the dark and choose between the two. So it's the observer. It's the observer. It is the experiencer. It is the chooser. And that's what we are. That's why the third dimension is so beautiful and so miraculous and amazing. That that choice is what is free will. And that's why, you know, we think, we think in this community, the spiritual community, the false light community, that we want to leave Earth. I mean, this is a whole rabbit hole that I'm not going to go down right now, but maybe someday. We think we need to leave Earth because the third dimension is so terrible and that's not it at all the third dimension is like a holy miracle it's so incredible and beautiful to be that observer to be that experiencer like you are god you are god the light is god the dark is god you are god you are god experiencing observing yourself as light, experiencing, observing yourself as darkness, experiencing, observing the interplay between the light and the darkness, experiencing, observing yourself, experiencing, observing the light and the darkness and choosing. It's incredible. So, so for us in this process, the third dimension of consciousness would be, okay, I am a fucking loser. And I'm a fucking loser in relationship to my stupid, fucking, perfect, golden child sister. Well, I have a choice between, you know, blank and blank. So in this scenario, it's like, <sighs> I have a choice between playing into the perception of myself as a loser or completing that perception, putting it to rest and like, you know, opening up to, to something new. And then you would ask yourself, what, what have I been choosing? Like, what am I choosing? What have I been choosing? And what am I now choosing? And it's as simple as that. And it can sound so Pollyanna, I realize. But the thing is, we really have to own that choice because it's where all of our power is. And and if your choice is, if you're like, you know, if you're like, what have I been choosing? I've been choosing to play into the idea that I'm a fucking loser because my sister is, you know, like has her shit together and my parents who are abusive to me are all like in love with her right? And then you, you, when you ask yourself, what am I now choosing? If you consciously choose to keep playing into, I'm a fucking loser, all the power to you, do it. It's your birthright to choose. Just choose it consciously. We have that power and responsibility. We have to accept it. Like, by not accepting it, it doesn't mean we don't have it. It just means that we're kind of miserable and we don't know why. So because in this scenario, I'm trying to work us in a more positive direction, I'm going to say that, you know, in this hypothetical, I'm a fucking loser. It's 
like, what have I been choosing? I've been choosing to play into the perception of myself as being a fucking loser. So I make choices as a loser. I tell myself I'm a loser. I dress like I'm a loser. I date people and have cheap, meaningless sex with people that are also wounded because I'm playing into the perception that I'm a loser. You know what I mean? Like it's just taking ownership of that stuff, not from a place of judgment, just from a place of observation. And what am I now choosing? Okay, well, this is the moment. This this is this is the moment where we decide. Are we gonna keep going in the direction of this drama? Or are we going to create something new? Are we going to feed the fire of I am a fucking loser? Or are we going to feed the fire of like, my parents are traumatized and wounded. My sister is also having a trauma reaction. She's figured out how to like game this dynamic so that she gets her needs met and feels safe. That's all any of us are actually trying to do. None of this actually has to have anything to do with me. I get to separate myself from it and I get to believe that actually I'm like super badass, amazing being. Yeah, I'm going to choose that. That's what I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose that now. So then the fourth dimension of consciousness is the astral plane. And it is the dimension of the narrative. It's where the narratives exist. The stories exist. It's like the place where we make up these identities about ourselves. It's, it's the place where, you know, stories about being a fucking loser are born in the first place. So, so after we've made the free will choice, the moment of truth, what am I choosing? Okay, I'm actually going to choose something different. Then we go into the fourth dimension and we're like, okay, I've got to observe the stories. And yes, you're kind of doing this in one sitting, but you're also carrying this forward now in all, you know, in all the rest of your life, like in the daily rhythms of your life, going to work and talking to your friends. And, you know, when you go to pick up your phone and swipe right, I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't, I've never used the. I've never used Tinder, so I don't even know what I'm talking about. Ignore me. Anyway, <laughs> but like, you know, as you're living your life, you continue this step. You observe, you observe the story playing out. So the purpose is not to chastise yourself and make yourself wrong whenever you observe the story playing out. That's not helpful. You just, you just observe it. You let it be seen. So, you know, like you might be having a few good days where you're like, no. I'm not a loser. I'm actually amazing. And my parents are traumatized and I know that. And it's better for me to not be in contact with them because they're traumatized and they traumatized me. And I'm still kind of fucking pissed about that. And also maybe it's better for me to not talk to my sister, but I can see, you know, that this isn't personal. I don't, this doesn't have to define the rest of my life. I'm choosing something different. Yeah, I'm going. I feel good. I feel powerful. And then you accidentally run into a mutual friend of the family, like somebody that knows you and knows your family. And they, you know, you have a conversation and something about something you're doing gets back to your mom and she calls you and starts in on you about how 
you know, whatever, your choices, okay? And you get triggered. And you're like, ah, God, I'm never going to break out of this. This is really a process of letting the story be fully seen. Let it be seen. Like, watch the way it plays out and understand that that thing where you ran into the person and you had a seemingly innocent conversation and then that person probably just like mentioned something to your mom and your mom calling you and you know spilling her shit all over you again you know that scenario was is the matrix not the false matrix but just the holograph the the sorry the hologram the holographic simulation it is the simulation reflecting back to you a story that is already in your field so we wish we could just get rid of them right away but as I'm saying, everything is a repeated application. It is a process. We don't get rid of things right away. I wish I wish I could do that for myself. And I've observed that it's not the way it works here. The only time that that actually happens is when somebody has like a near-death experience or like a true walk-in where a whole different soul comes in and like your soul like pieces out and is gone and a whole different soul comes into an avatar or, you know, where suddenly a loved one dies or goes through some kind of intense trauma that kind of like breaks everything so significantly that different, like, the, the perspective changes, like the old stories are deleted in one fell swoop. Most of us, that's not how it works. And even, you know, even though that happened to me and after Killian died, I still had some, it's like a lot of my stories were deleted, but a bunch of them were still there. And I still had to go through the process. So you're observing it, you're letting it be seen, you're observing your memories and your emotions and your thoughts and the patterns, and you're observing your choices, and you're maybe you're looking into your past lives, and maybe you're checking out your Akashic records, you're having a reading, or you're reading a book about the Akashic records, and you're trying your hand at it, or you sign up for my fabulous, incredible course into the Akasha, and learn how to read the Akashic records. And you know, you you just start going down this, like, in this deep dive into yourself and like, wow, the majority of my reality exists in my internal imaginal realm, in the stories that I have about myself, the perceptions. Holy shit. That's wild. What a trip. And you just, yeah, you start to observe it and you start to, like, tweak little things here and there. Again, you're not something broken that needs to be fixed before you can be okay you are whole and complete and incredible and amazing you are a masterpiece a total work of art and all you are doing is your this is something sam tripoli said to me once like a few months back he said that he's realized he can just like adjust the variables and i was like yeah that's exactly it. You're just tweaking things. You're adjusting the variables. You're not trying to get rid of your stories. You're just adjusting it and then observing the feedback, adjusting it, observing the feedback, and knowing that you're making progress every time. So then you go, like, you go through that stage 
observing, observing the stories. It's an ongoing stage, but you know, like, let's just say that you're sitting and doing this as a process. <sighs> then you go into the fifth dimension. And what that means is that you breathe into your heart. After you've let all of that chaos, all of that noise be seen, all the feelings be felt, and I mean like you feel the rage, you feel the anxiety, you feel the triggers, all that stuff, you can't spiritually bypass that. You can't. It's not, it's going to stay stuck in your field forever until you fully let it like, like dissipate, like you let the emotion say what it needs to say and then once it's said its piece it kind of just like chills out and it ebbs away and fades away so you're going to be present with those feelings and you are going to understand that that is all the astral plane that is all fourth dimensional stuff and also let's bless the fourth dimension just like we blessed the third dimension. The third dimension is what gives us free will. It gives us choice. It allows us to experience all of this in a physical way. The fourth dimension is what allows it, us to experience it in a... In, in, in a, through a process of evolution, through a process of unfolding. If we didn't experience it this way, like if, if the fourth dimension was not accessible to us, we would just stay the same. It's like the fourth dimension is where we get to adjust the variables, where we get to try something new. The fifth dimension, breathe into your heart. Once the emotions have calmed down, Just breathe into your heart. What I mean by that is feel the center of your chest, not the organ of your heart, but your heart chakra. Feel the center of your chest and feel it open up. And soften. And it's best to do this part alone. It's a lot harder to do it when there's someone else around, even if it's somebody you really love. And there might be scenarios where you can do it with somebody that you love. Like you could do it with a, you know, if you really, you have a partner you really love or a friend you really love and try, like somebody that is like, y'all are tight and that person has your back and you have that person's back and like you can completely relax because you can trust this person but even when you have your kids around it's it's hard it's it's best to do this by yourself and ideally you would do it in nature the reason being that nature is full of organic patterns, geometries, and codes that are a reflection of the truth 
of not only this beautiful holographic simulation, this beautiful Gaia, Tara, Earth, but also nature is full of codes and geometries that are a reflection of the whole universe and the multiverse and of the love frequency and the light frequency. So when you can be in nature, whatever that looks like for you, I mean, oh, the presence of a plant, the presence of an animal, feeling the sun. Like if you really, if you're like, you have a weird aversion to nature for whatever reason, like if you can sit by an open window and let the, the breeze blow through and let the sun touch your skin, like that will do. But if you can get out in nature, if you have green space you can get into, I mean, like whatever calls you, a forest, if you're a desert person, go into the desert. If you're a mountain person, go into the mountains. But like you can let your heart guard down in nature and it will recode you. Nature does not deliver trauma frequencies. So breathe into that center of your chest and open your heart, heart chakra. Just slow down. You don't have to meditate. Like, no, you don't have to like sit and try and achieve an objective, clear your mind. It's, it's it will happen, but you know, it, it just gets to be softer and gentler than that. And you get to work with the amount of time you have available. If you only have a few minutes, just like feel yourself just being alive. Tune in to the feeling of your heart beating, if you can feel that. And tune into your breath. And just let yourself get softer around the edges. And if you're in nature, or you're with an animal, or plant, or an incredible person that you totally trust, You can start to connect with that, with nature, with an animal, with a plant, with a really cool person through your heart. You just feel, you just feel that. 
you don't have to get any answers or any insights or nothing like, whoa, that's mind blowing. It's just feeling reality through your heart. Just being in this moment. So for some of you, that's as far as you'll be able to go with me in this process. And that's perfect. If you can do that, you're going to clear your shit up. If you want to go farther, what you're going to do is you're going to keep breathing into your heart. You're going to tap into a tiny little space. It's like the size of a marble in the center of your chest. In your heart chakra. That little space is like, I mean, that's the portal. That's the heart portal I keep talking about. It's, I want to use the word whole, but like H-O-L-E, whole, but that's not exactly what it is. It's just this Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's like a wormhole. It's like a portal. Information goes in through there. So you sit with it and you feel it and you feel like just what it feels like to be in a body, what it feels like to be in the room that you're in or in the place in nature that you're in. And it feels like to breathe. And you start feeling all the little fragmented pieces of your, your ego identity your human ego and your soul ego, meaning your individual soul that you identify as being and the individual human that you identify as being. So past lives and current life, that's what I'm saying. Feel little fragments of those aspects of yourself being drawn in towards the center in your heart. Like, almost like, you know, if you drop pine cones in a river and the river leads to a waterfall, it's like they're just being passively drawn in the current of energy that is coming into your heart. And those pieces pass through, like over the waterfall, through that wormhole, that portal.
And you realize that even though all those pieces have had an effect on you, they have changed you. They're not really yours. It's a different way to put it. I guess it's like, I'll I'll go back to the dream analogies. Just, it's kind of like waking up from a dream and realizing that the thing that you dreamt was both real and not real because it had an effect on you. You experienced either a major transformation or a mini transformation through it. And so that makes it real. But also, it's not real the way that it felt real during the dream, you know? So those little pieces pass through this portal and you realize, like, I guess what it is is, like, you're just watching them and you're at peace in your heart and you're like, oh, I, like, I don't need to grab those, those pieces. They just, like, I don't, I don't need them. And they're not going away. They're returning to the zero point field. The heart portal reconnects us to the zero point field, which is that space where you become aware that there is no time. There is no space. While at the same time, (laughs) being in a human body and the clock is ticking. And so, you know, it's the resolution of seemingly opposing concepts. When you connect into your heart space and tap into your heart portal and open it up, just let information pass through that portal. Like, approach you. Man, as always, I wish I could show you what I see, but it's kind of like, you know, I talked in the 5D Light Bridge, which can be found on YouTube, about these rainbow crystalline snowflake mandalas that, you know, activate out of our heart centers. And these snowflake-shaped geometries are almost like little highways that draw in this, these fragments. And, but it's, they're not highways, they're like little rivers. And so you're just, you're just watching and feeling as this information, these fragments just pass through the portal and there's no time and there's no space and none of it really means anything and everything's okay. Even if it's just a temporary awareness that you have, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's real. It is a connection to the zero point field. And the more that you practice this, the more aware of it you become. And the more you start engaging with life from this space. And that doesn't mean, like, I still have stories. Believe me, I still exist in the first dimension, the second dimension, the third dimension, the fourth dimension. And I'm getting anchored into the fifth dimension. Like, it is my, kind of my baseline. It's where I mostly hang out. And that's the objective. Because that's what then connects us to the higher dimensions of consciousness. And so... I'll just run through these more briefly. The sixth dimension is where you reach for and open up to 
all of the pure potentials that are available to you. The, the potential timelines, the potential manifestations, the potential versions of yourself. You just realize in that heart portal space that like, holy shit, this is all so malleable. What? Like, I am truly unlimited. And the seventh dimension of consciousness is where you 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 speak it out you sing it out it has to move through your voice or if you're a music maker perhaps it moves through your instruments but so much of it is through the vocal cords where you again it's a choosing it's a choosing one of the like pure potentials that is available in the sixth dimension of consciousness and you create it with your voice so so we started off with i'm a fucking loser now as i've gone through this process now in the sixth dimension i tap into like oh my god i'm not a loser i am like you choose a new i am you know and it could be like i'm a fucking like cardiac surgeon or <laughs> I am a, like, I don't know, because from this place, it's not an ego-driven thing anymore or an unconscious ego-driven thing is a better way of putting it, you know? So it's not like, it's not coming from that wounding anymore when you're truly through the heart portal. You're not thinking about what anyone else thinks of you. You're like, oh my God. Like, so I'm using the example of a cardiac surgeon. Like all this time I thought I was a loser, but I actually... I'm here to operate on people's hearts or I'm here to, it's not about a career. God, it's hard to articulate these things in human terms. I am, I mean, it's whatever you choose. It's whatever you choose. It's so hard to reach for an example that is not ego-based. Like, I am a multimillionaire. That may be true. But if it's ego-based, like I need this money because I'm operating out of unconscious trauma frequencies and I have a codependence, like I need this in order to feel better and liberate myself from the trauma, then that's not going to work. But in the sixth dimension, it's like, I am infinitely wealthy. I am infinitely impactful. I am... I'm an incredibly powerful and gifted musician. Like, you know, it's, it's whatever it is, you're tapping into the truth and you're saying it and you're moving the substance of the holographic simulation with your voice. So it's not about the words. It's about the sound you're making and the intention behind it. You could equally make this, this declaration through light language, through lyricless song i just think it's important that it comes to our vocal cords that that feels really important and then in the eighth dimension of consciousness 
you then be able, you're able to look at like all the pieces of creation and understand that it's all like we're all the same thing. It's where I say that it is the realm of the great dreaming mind. Like you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I am a character in the dream of the great dreaming mind. And that's a beautiful thing. And it doesn't make me not real. I am still real. But I'm not real the way that I thought I was real. Several dimensions down. Or several dimensions back. And then in the ninth dimension of consciousness, you realize like, oh my God, this is happening at infinite scales. It is truly infinite. Infinity is a real thing. Like, my cells are having their own similar experience of consciousness in my body. I mean, in a way that I'm not saying that they have the same experience as the whole human totality that we are. They have their own version. But like, that is happening with my cells. That is happening on like all these scales. It's, if you have never seen a Mandelbrot set, just YouTube it. You realize that this is all a Mandelbrot set and, and just like, your, your, this is where your ego truly begins to dissolve. And you're just like, holy fuck. <laughs> this is, none of this is, none, none of this, like the me that I believe that I am is, is, it belongs to a collective. It belongs to and I don't mean like a community of individuals. I mean a field. It's a field of consciousness. So like an ascended master field or like, I don't know, you know, what's popular? An Arcturian field. It's like, oh, it's, it's kind of like realizing that you, <laughs> like, you're, you're, you know, like the water cycle like you're in the clouds right and you're just like oh you're just like a little misty droplet but you're part of a a, a greater thing a cloud and then the cloud gets heavy to a critical mass and it starts to drop its water off in the form of rain and you think you're this raindrop and you're like ah, and you're falling down to the earth and you're going through this whole process this whole existential crisis <laughs> <laughs> like you know experiencing insane drama stories and then you land in the ocean and you're like oh my god okay <laughs> oh I was never that individual drop and yet I was and yet I'm not and yet I am and yet I'm not and then the 10th dimension of consciousness you start to connect in with the pure frequencies of light and the pure frequencies of benevolence it's the what i understand to be the angelic realm where there's just these pillars of light they don't actually have names We're, humans give them names if anything they have a harmonic frequency and they ha and and that can be translated or understood as a color as well but they, they have more of a harmonic frequency of feeling. And you start to become aware of the, the true nature of consciousness. 
and, and individuality dissolves even more. And then the 11th dimension of consciousness is where you access the Akashic field because you no longer are attached to your ego. So it's so easy to just blend in with the everything and you feel the record, the imprint of everything that has ever happened. It's, it's, it's all there. And, and, you know, time and space in that realm don't exist. So something that happened in an air quotes past life is it, it can, it reverberates as though it's happening right now. And then in the 12th dimension of consciousness, you remember that you're embodied as a human. And you feel this level of peace and this level of freedom. And you know how powerful you are with this consciousness. And you desire to descend back down into the 3D and 4D human form and to be present with that whole experience. Because you know that it can't hurt you. It can't actually hurt you. Like that concept isn't even there anymore by the 12th dimension. Forgiveness is a given. Grace is a forgiven. Mercy is a forgiven. A given. A forgiven. Mercy is a given. Charity is a forgiven. Oh my God. <laughs> Charity is a given. Redemption is a given. Salvation is a given. Love is a given. It's a given. It's a fact. You're so connected to it. There's no separation. You don't feel any separation from it. You're just in this state where it is. And you're also in the 3D experience, on the 4D experience. Oh, okay, I did it. Wow, guys, it worked. I really hope that this episode served you. I hope that you come back to it and listen to it frequently and it helps to demystify what the different dimensions are. And of course, then, you know, there's a whole conversation about like, well, where do the galactics fit in and where do the archetypes fit in? But I'm not going to go into that right now. This, this one, this, this is, those other things aren't as important. This, what I just explained is the important thing. And it's so accessible to you and you're so perfect. And your trauma is not a reflection of anything wrong about you or anything you've done wrong. It's a recognition that there is a false matrix hijacking system. Like on this earth, we are supposed to span all the way from that first dimension, all the way up to the 12th dimension. And actually, I mean, there's so much, oh, please join my things because I go deeply into this and explain all the back stuff. But there are also dimensions beyond the 12th dimension that we also access even while we're embodied and incarnated as humans. We do not need to escape this place. This is not a prison. The false matrix hijacking system, though, while we're on those meat hooks, it, it is a prison insofar as it keeps you looping in that trauma. But it's your free will. Like if, you, if you're still getting something out of looping in the I'm a fucking loser story, then like I said, have at it. Go for it. I am no judging you. I love you. It doesn't matter to me. When you are ready to come out of it, I will still be here and I will be like, cool, dope. 
here's my hand. I'll, I'll kind of help, you know, pull you out. Go listen to this podcast episode I just recorded. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast episode and you're like, oh shit, I need, I need to go deeper. I know I want to go deeper. I am like what I have coming up is my mastermind 1212, which I have decided now is a I don't even know if you could call it a mastermind. I don't know what it is. It's a program, whatever. It is It is the 12th dimensional consciousness. It is the calibration to the 12th dimensional consciousness. There's a whole entire process that I've figured out. It's open for enrollment. I used to do it in three-month enrollment segments, but it is now like you can join whenever you want. So reach out and message me and let me know. It is one of the most beautiful high vibrational spaces that I know of. And it's not just because, you know, I'm trying to toot my own horn. It's because this is what I was directed to bring forward. Way back in February and March when I was like, I don't know, man, the guides just keep saying and the record keepers just keep saying that it's time to go. And I didn't really know what they were talking about. No, I'm like, oh, this is it. <laughs> this is what it means. I would love to have you. I would love to receive you and be part of your anointing and your calibration to the 12th dimensional consciousness. And I also have something coming up about like going deeper into unraveling those traumas and like like a whole process. If you're really stuck in the sludge in the darkness, there's something coming up around that. So if you're interested and you don't want to wait to, you know, see me reveal whatever the branding, blah, 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 then reach out and we'll get you going now. Or I'll give you the information now. But, you know, this is the work. This is why we're here, my friends. This is why we're alive. It, it is to reclaim this realm in, like I've said before, like unhook ourselves from the false matrix and also recognize that even while we still have hooks in us, we can still access the 12th dimensional consciousness. I'm sure I still have some hooks. They just aren't, they aren't fucking like hijacking my consciousness like they were before. And I am healing the false matrix by accessing this consciousness And basically, like, bringing down this amount of light, flooding it into the false matrix system. <sighs> okay. I think that's it. I love you so, so much. Beyond what my words can truly articulate. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful that you're here with me on this journey. I love each and every one of you that reach out and email me or message me on Facebook or message me on Instagram. I, you know, I acknowledge that I am not consistent in answering those messages. And I hope that you find grace in your heart for me that I just, you know, I really, I have to, have to protect my time that I devote to my children is very important to me that I raise them with the least amount of trauma possible. And so that means that, you know, I have to give them my everything and I have to be very present with them. And that often equals <laughs> inconsistency in answering my messages, but I do get them and I do read them. And it means so much to me it means so much to me that you're tuning in and that you're listening and that we're on this journey together. 
If you aren't already in Soul Space and you're on Facebook, hello, come on, join. Love to have you there. If you're not on Patreon, also, hello, come on, join. I'd love to have you there. And the Patreon bonus, as I said, is going to be a, a guided meditation through this process so that you can kind of like sit and journal along to it or meditate to it or run to it, bike to it, garden to it, whatever, and, you know, work through the, the density that is in your field. I love you so much. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are, and I will catch you on the next episode. Hey, my beautiful friend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Third Eye Awakening. If you like what you heard and you want to go deeper, then head over to my website, amybelair.com, and check out my store, which is full of my past programs, courses, modules, masterclasses, light codes, etc. that are powerful and they are potent and they pack a punch not going to lie. They are here to support you, accelerate you, and activate you in your spiritual awakening and psychic development journey. And slash or if you want to stay in my most current, vibey, live energy, then I suggest that you head over to the Patreon and join me there. At the lowest tier level, which is only $5 a month, you get a secret bonus episode for every Third Eye Awakening episode that goes out. You also get a weekly energy report and light language activation, and you get a new moon and full moon emancipation transmission. So those are some fun ways to play. And I'll just remind you that I always have live programs going. So keep your eyes on my website, on my social media, and here on the podcast to find out what is the most current offering that I have. Either way, I love having you in my world and I hope that I get to meet you and work with you soon.